So hello everybody, uh, welcome to episode 7 of the University of Greenwich Sustainability Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then this is a podcast to discuss sustainability at the University of Greenwich in our wider lives. Hopefully with these short podcasts, we can help provide a good starting point for you guys to delve into sustainability topics and hopefully engage with the wider sustainability team or eco team projects here at Greenwich. Today on our podcast, we'll be talking to Ryan Wallace, a volunteer who's been working with the sustainability team for the past three months. This podcast will particularly explore something of real relevance to our students and recent graduates, how to get onto the ladder to the career that you really want. We will discuss how to get ahead by developing skills, building knowledge and identifying tips to keep you focused to moving towards your dream and for some listeners, green job. My name is Simon Goldsmith. I'm Head of Sustainability at the University of Greenwich and I'll be asking Ryan a number of questions. You may recognise his voice as he has been volunteering with us as an interviewer, producer and editor of our podcast series. So welcome, Ryan. Thanks, Simon. Uh, you have a, a fun fact, which we kind of run through our podcast series. So what's your fun fa- fact today, Ryan? Yes, my fun fact today is an automatic dishwasher uses less hot water than doing dishes by hand. An average of six gallons less or more than 2000 gallons per year. I know my mum always used to tell me washing them by hand saved water. So it an interesting one for her. That may make a few people redundant who kind of quite enjoy uh, washing by hand. I'm certainly somebody who quite likes washing by hand rather than stacking a dishwasher. <laughs> but there you go. Um, okay, I'll, I'll bear that in mind next time I do that. Okay, um, so let's jump into the questions. Why are you interested in sustainability and are there any particular areas that you're mo- more fascinated by? Yeah, so um, in terms of my interest in sustainability, I sort of developed it in the final year of my university biology degree on a module on sustainable agriculture. So I was sort of looking for areas of biology that I enjoyed more and then this module came along and it not only raised some of the issues in food security around the world, but allowed me to realize that everything I was interested in had sustainability considerations. I'm interested in food, clothing, and even the university I was part of had a sustainability team and sort of considerations across all the departments. So the ethical implications of sustainability in terms of ensuring that the human processes do not lead to a world that is irreversibly damaged, I think sustainability offers the opportunity to really understand the systems that you're working within. And it's in an area that is constantly open to sort of innovation and review. Uh, Sort of in other things that I've studied, I didn't find it interesting when there's an attitude of that's just the way it is. And everyone I've spoken to in, in terms of sustainability so far has had a really inspiring attitude to sort of try new ideas and to continue to learn. So if, in terms of specific areas of sustainability I'm interested in, it'd have to be food, food sustainability and partially agricultural sustainability. I'm interested in food sustainability because I love food and cooking. And on top of that, as human beings, we'd want to ensure that as many people can be fed as long as possible, which means considering, amongst other things, how and where our food's being produced and sort of our dietary choices. So as I mentioned earlier, going back to my university degree, I completed my dissertation on sustainable agriculture. And what really interested me was the mix of scientific, sociological and economic considerations that went into a sustainable agricultural system. And to continue that, I thought it was really cool that an ancient pest control techniques, such as planting lemongrass to ward off pests, could be integrated with a scientific study, such as growing legumes between crops to create a system that could be sustainable. It was sort of the mixing of the two, which I found really interesting. Um, 
It's estimated that 26% of the world works in agriculture, and I believe this workforce needs to be supported by consumers, governments, and manufacturers by making it economically attra attractive to grow sustainable produce. So in terms of personal considerations on food sustainability that I find interesting, listeners may be aware of the phrase food miles. And this is the distance that our food has travelled from the time it's been produced to when it's been consumed. And while agricultural related emissions of food production, such as fertiliser use and packaging, contribute 40% of the emissions in food production, compared to 12% for transport, it's sort of an area where I think things like buying seasonal produce, checking country of origin and looking into local farms are quite easy ways that you can reduce your sort of personal food miles. So I signed up with a company called Oddbox, which saves misshapen and sort of excess veg from being discarded. And it sort of mixes in with like an enjoyment of cooking because you just get new vegetables, saves the hassle of having to go to the shops. And you're also sort of get, getting um, fruit that would otherwise be thrown out. In terms of our dietary choices, the environmental impact of rearing livestock has been discussed extensively in recent years. And discussions are focused on sort of the emissions of the livestock themselves, the land allocation to feeding the livestock, and the deg degradation of protected areas used for farming. According to the FAO, the livestock sector emerges as the top two or three most significant contributors to the most significant environmental problems, which I think I think we've discussed sort of having an episode on food, and I think that'd be something that we'll probably discuss in that episode. Personally, I sort of think I made the mistake of trying to make meat the centre of focus of all my dinners, sort of saying, oh, what protein am I going to have, which had to be meat, and then sort of building my dinners from there. But again, just sort of refocusing on the impact that meat can have on the environment meant that you just you can cut it down if you just think about cooking your dinners and lunches in a different way. Um, just finally, just a quick, another area that I'm interested in to go on is um, I'm interested in behavioural change and how simple things can help people make more sustainable decisions without causing inconvenience or stress. So like, just a quick example is a study of the University of Gothenburg that found that changing the menu order increased the uptake of vegetarian meals. I found it was really interesting. We could just change people's behaviour and make it easy to make sustainable decisions just by moving a few menu placements or maybe the perhaps the location of the bins in the building. Yeah, and I think you're right, really. A few kind of nudges and, and, and sort of in the right direction is, is quite an easy way of doing it because even, you know, a lot of people, you know, will go out to things like conferences and, you know, that'd be a kind of a meat option, really, within the buffet. And I think if you took that out, then nobody would probably recognize it, it realize it's missing really and the environmental benefit of that would be significant it's interesting also from, from what you said that the um that you, you you only started really understanding sustainability or, or got taught sustainability in your third year um and kind of thinking about sustainability it's all about systems all about interconnections it's all about the kind of the big picture and how it connects very much to the the, the, the smaller picture really do you think in in terms of how your degree was developed that having a being taught sustainability maybe in the first or the second year could have been more beneficial so that you could kind of have it as a thread that could inform or critique other elements or, or, or courses or, or units that you chose throughout the, the degree that you undertook. Yeah completely I think uh, there were lots of interesting aspects of the biology degree but I definitely think in terms of sort of threads throughout they kind of had them more based on genetics and um, 
biodiversity modules that sort of carried throughout and I think we would have really benefited from really early on having a sustainability thread that went through and I think it would have um, sort of affected my decision in terms of the modules that I picked quite early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah that certainly makes sense and I think um, you know from my point of view doing my undergraduate degree I think having a very good understanding of sustainability very early on would provide me with a, a, a better way of contextualising really the rest of my my studies really. Um, and then also, I'm kind of also interested in food too. So I'm kind of interested. Have you got any kind of tips to, you know, help those kind of ardent meat eaters to sort of think actually how do they kind of reduce their their meat intake, for example? Mm. Um, you know, sort of thinking actually other other options that they don't compromise on taste and enjoyment, or you know, kind of how do we move mm. people along so they don't you know buy that burger or whatever when they go to Sainsbury's? You know, how do they go and sort of down, down a different aisle maybe and select something a bit healthier and better for the for the world? Yeah, so um, I, as I mentioned, sort of, I think meal planning in terms of saying, so I used to make a lot of, um, just being a first year uni student, we used to make a lot of um, chicken pasta pesto, and really the chicken wasn't adding anything to the meal in terms of the taste, it was just an easy option, and so I think if you just rethink it, maybe think, oh, I could have mushrooms in there, or I could have peppers in there, and fill out the meal so that it doesn't, it doesn't feel empty without the meat, and I think... Um, some of the bigger supermarkets have got really good um, meat-free options now that I think in some cases are better than um, sort of the meat alternative. So certain things where you think, oh, maybe the meat's already processed, I think that can easily be replaced with a um, sort of vegan alternative. Good. I think that's the thing because I think, you know, it's, it's a way of reassuring people that you don't lose out on the things you enjoy really by <clears throat> by going kind of plant-based really. Super. Um, so really, we're going to talk a bit more about sort of getting that kind of green or that dream job, maybe. Um, yeah. So the question, the next question I've got is, uh, what would you like to be doing in five years time? What sort of job would that be? And would there, it be in a particular industry or area? Yeah. So in the next five years, I'd like, as soon as possible, really, to spend a considerable period working project officer in a local council or a higher education sustainability team. I think it'd be in terms of it'd be a great opportunity to work on a wide variety of projects and take some of the things that I enjoy in my um, current role as a sort of events producer. It takes the aspects of working on a wide variety of projects and sort of having a bit of um, involvement in every aspect of the project. And in sort of a local council or higher education sustainability team, I think it could be encouraging to work with local sustainability initiatives and working with the local community, which I find um, I sort of like to do in my spare time. And I think it's a really refreshing way of working, just sort of um, discussing with people who are actually doing the projects. And I think through working through such a wide variety of projects, it would really improve my understanding of sustainability challenges along a wider sense. So in terms, instead of just it being academic or a really specific area, I'd like to gain a lot of experience around different topics and seeing what those projects actually achieve or whether they're not achieving their goals and what the challenges to these projects and I think it would give me a great foundation if I perhaps wanted to work in the future on a more specialised say in 10 years or 15 years on a more specialised area of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Well it's kind of an interesting time as well really because with Covid um, you know and kind of the potential impact really on the economy 
there's very much uh, talk about the kind of green uh, recovery, really. And I understand, really, that the UK government is also sort of thinking, actually, how do we apply sustainable thinking to kind of move towards a net zero carbon target to solve some of these other wider sort of environmental and social issues. So it, it could be an interesting time, I think, for you know any of our listeners who think actually, yeah, it's you know I'd, I'd love to be part of a, a sustainable economy because I think these jobs will emerge and they'll increasingly emerge over the months ahead because somebody will have to do those jobs, somebody will have to put in place the the low carbon economy, the circular economy. Um, you know, sort of uh, the health economy, these sorts of things that we really will need to to lift us back on our feet, really. So good. Um, and then what challenges have you faced in getting your sustainability career started? I know that a lot of other students, are, you know, and recent graduates are certainly in the same situation. How do you sort of overcome those? Um, yeah, so sort of this, the initial challenges that I've had have been definitely finding entry re- entry level roles that don't require sort of a few years of experience have been quite challenging and I find them um, because they're quite hard to find and environment jobs is really helpful and sort of acre and green jobs but um, I feel like when you do find those roles that sort of require a bit less experience they're very competitive. Gaining experience while also working full-time has been difficult. Uh, if I could go back I would have spent more time at university volunteering and gaining the experience sort of early on but that was sort of just yeah, being a bit younger and maybe um, not realising how to use my time uh, completely productively. And sort of creating a career map has been quite challenging. It's been, it seems to me when I first started looking into it, there's so many options for sort of routes you can get into it that maybe sort of a um, more conventional career in, say, law has a more conventional route. It's been quite difficult to put together an actionable plan from all the possible sort of areas of sustainability to get into sort of a more specific role. Um, that's why I've sort of taken the sort of taken the approach to try and speak to as many people in as many different areas as possible, asking people who work in those roles how did they get into it, what do they enjoy, what don't they enjoy. Yeah, I think it's kind of, um, you know, one thing that if I went back really, I know it's tough to kind of get your career started, but, you know, the kind of things that I've always recognised is that it does take time, effort and persistence. But, you know, if you put those things in and there's sometimes a bit of luck, but you will get there, really. Keep your eye focused on really what your your, your ultimate goal is. And I think from our point of view, from Greenwich, you know, you mentioned about sort of maybe thinking, actually, I, I you could have got a bit more experience in volunteering at university when you were there. You know, we say to any students at Greenwich, you know, please sort of find us, um, ask us really what opportunities are available. You know, we have lots and lots of um, volunteering opportunities, ways of enabling people to get experience, whether that's through Eco Team or whether that's through projects that we can, you know, that people can undertake voluntary, uh, voluntarily or, or, or in paid way. Um, but certainly there's lots of opportunities, but, you know, what we want and, and, and our students is, you know, please step forward because we can then help you. Mm. OK, so uh, what plans and actions have you taken to help you move towards your um, career goals? Yeah, so um, after I'm sort of stalling on finding um, appropriate roles, I just thought, like I said, try and speak to as many people as possible in different areas of sustainability. So. I uh, initially sort of reached out to people on LinkedIn in a wide variety of job roles to ask how they got into that role or any advice they had or just um, 
if I could just have a quick chat with them. And I feel like that took a considerable amount of time just getting through to people. But it highlighted that I needed a bit more practical experience. I need to understand what sort of jobs were out there. I thought I set up a sustainability team at my current job after we were um, moving office. So I just approached the facilities manager and asked what we could do, what what they do at the moment in terms of sustainability. And she um, said, let's set up a team and sort of work with different staff volunteers and other things just sort of in my own workplace and that's given me a really good sort of experience of what it's like to work with other people in different departments on sustainability projects and stuff like that and sort of how to get other people who may not be as engaged in the office trying try different techniques to try and get them engaged and interested also over the last year I've been searching sort of eventbrite for free sustainability events to help go along to the event learn more about a certain area of sustainability and just like more hopefully meet people there who are either like like-minded like myself and we could help each other or who have experience in sustainability and we could give me advice on how to help this led me to a local Greenpeace group where I met a friend who was setting up a really interesting sustainability project in Hackney which hopefully can be discussed in a future episode but it was just sort of an example of I wouldn't have met that person if I didn't put myself out there and go to an event where I didn't know anyone or didn't know what was going to happen at the event and talk to people and just ask oh so what what are you doing at this event and everything like that. During this time while I was contacting professionals I was continuing to contact higher education institutions just because it was sort of what I knew in terms of just coming out of university. All the people who I met at university in terms of staff were really open to sort of helping people with their career aspirations so I thought why wouldn't that be the case in London that sort of led me to working with yourself here at University of Greenwich and that's how we got in touch yeah and it is interesting because it, it does reflect really on I suppose my career pathway because after I did my master's degree you know I, I needed then to think actually how, how was I going to get that experience and volunteering for me was that kind of important step where I um, volunteered for a local Friends of the Earth group and that put me in touch with a wider network of people and over time I was able to prove what my skill set and experiences were to get a job within a, a small consultancy and then my career kind of took off from that and I think it's certainly something that we've often got to make the opportunities happen so we've got to step forward and think actually how do we kind of create that um, those opportunities so you know it certainly sounds like you've you know you, you, you're going down the right path there. Thanks that's really encouraging. And then tell us about your volunteering with us at the sustainability team in your own words. Yeah, so um, I sort of, as I said a minute ago, I sort of spoke with you and we discussed potential routes in sustainability and you said to follow up the call with a description of my skills and how I can help and how much time I could put towards volunteering. And then that sort of led us on to, so I produce events for my day job and you sort of mentioned um, just come up with some ideas of how we can uh, increase engagement and I couldn't find while I was because I always listen to podcasts on my way to work and I couldn't find one that was specific to higher education institutes and sustainability and I thought oh, I know people at work produce podcasts quite regularly so I asked some of them how they do it and um, I thought why not turn that sort of area where I was like oh why isn't there one on specific university sustainability couldn't that be the case here at um, University of Greenwich and you guys are really sort of receptive to the ideas and just sort of said, oh, yeah, if, if 
that's a possibility like let's do it and that led me to come up with the podcast plan and sort of led me here which and I'm really grateful for the opportunity and really enjoying it um speaking to different people coming up with new ideas and yeah like I said earlier it's reflected on how um open to innovation and creativity like a lot of people I met in sustainability have been yeah and we really appreciate you kind of getting in touch and also coming up with the ideas about podcasts I think from us and our point of view kind of it's kind of opened up a really new and interesting way of reaching our audiences Um, and I think for the university as a whole I think that they've we've got a huge number of stories and a huge number of of people you know academics and um, professional staff have got very good stories to tell um i think podcasts can be a very powerful way of telling those stories really so yeah we're really glad that you know you, you sort of dropped an email and you know we can follow up on that because i think from our point of view it's certainly been very valuable for for sustainability and for the university as well so yeah good work good work and then what have you learned so far from the volunteer well is there anything particular that stands out so for every episode i have to research the topics and um sort of coming up with an angle to say how are we going to fit interesting parts about this topic into half an hour because it's easy to do tons and tons of research and then every episode goes on two hours or so of covering um lots of different topics and i've learned sort of i hope i have picked out interesting topics um within the subjects which are relevant to the university staff and students a different aspects of sustainability particularly the episodes on biodiversity um and the hedgehogs and sort of speaking to henry the gsu president i didn't when i was at university i didn't realize that the gsu president um had such such an impact on the sustainability of the student union and whether it was dependent on how much they cared about the topics and I've learned how to con- convey some complex topics into succinct questions, which I think I just covered. But um, I've learned loads from the people on the podcast and how to answer those questions in a clear manner. So from listening back to all the questions, realise how people can quickly cover complex topics in sort of a succinct way. And yeah, it's something I'd like to take with me. So we've got some great episodes coming up and I'm sure I'll learn plenty more during those episodes. Great, thanks, Ryan. I can't wait to listen to them either. I've yeah listened to them all, and I'm, I don't tend to listen to podcasts, but you just get drawn into them really. And and, and mm-hmm. I've learned a lot of things happening in the university that I wasn't really aware of. So, so it's been really good. <laughs> then, what suggestions or recommendations would you give to others, uh, including students and recent graduates, that would help them get closer towards their job ambitions uh, and not just sustainability job ambitions? Yeah. So um. I also spoke to a lot of my friends and housemates and family about um, this question because I feel like we're all sort of similar graduate age and wanted to get sort of a wide scope of sort of advice on this. So the general principles that I got from speaking to those people were research, be resilient and plan ahead. Try and speak to as many people in your desired area as possible. This can be done with speculative emails, approaching people on LinkedIn asking people in the university if they have any advice or contacts that you can speak with and try and speak with these people on the phone or in person if possible, just to build a sort of a rapport that isn't a more cold email. Um, They can provide unconventional routes into your career or possibly offer you opportunity for experience. I would say that being persistent with this is the most important part is a lot of the time 
people just won't reply or you'll just get a no and it's not personal it's just uh, time constraints and things like that I might miss it so I just say be persistent with contacting people and and you'll be successful with at least speaking to one person you never know what could come out of that conversation also I'd say um, make it clear what you want in the email so a quick phone call or a specific question if the person finds it difficult to know what you're asking it's difficult for them to say yes and be creative with what you can offer for example um, offer to research the area around what they're doing at the moment so if you are approaching someone do your research of that person you're approaching and what work they're actually doing and sort of again researching is going beyond reading about jobs and companies uh, local councils can have volunteering opportunities and some companies have essay writing competitions that maybe your department at your university career service don't know about but um, it can be a really sort of different way if you're unsuccessful with a specific application um, go to events and try and speak to people that's been sort of my approach and I feel like it's helped in some ways also, the Bright Network offers great career insights and is currently running some summer internships. And finally, planning towards a long-term aspiration and sort of working through that plan in stages can ensure that you're always making progress. I'll just do this online course or I'll read a certain amount of articles this week. It can really help sort of with personal motivation. Understand that this plan can be flexible and likely to change, but you're putting yourself in an advantageous position by taking these steps. Yeah, cause I think it's interesting because I think there's certainly some parallels really with, again, me uh, sort of after graduation sort of trying to sort of develop my network, you know, sort of keep focused on, you know, trying to get that that job. Um, again, I suppose now technology, there's certainly a lot more technology available to sort of find people or to network. Um, but I certainly think, again, anything that you can do to kind of get in front of people is is really important because then you're kind of, you know, a lot of your character and your capabilities can come out through conversations and sort of, you know, sort of connecting with people. So, um, yeah, you know, it sounds like, again, you're doing the right things and um, keep doing it because it'll, it'll pay off. Thanks. Um, I've got a final question, really. Um, you've been doing some brilliant podcast interviews for us. Um, and I'm kind of wondering, really, who would be your ultimate podcast interviewee? At first I thought Elon Musk, but I've seen him on a few podcasts before. And then I did some research and found Lisa Pike, the VP of Environmental Activism at Patagonia. It's a leading brand in environmental sustainability, and I'd love to hear more about the Don't Buy This Jacket campaign, which I'm sure was met with some resistance from marketing teams, and I wanted to know how she could push that through. In addition, they can allow their employees to go on two-month internships in environmental groups, and finally, they donate 1% of their annual sales to environmental charities. And I'd love to know how they select these charities and how they've embedded environmental principles into their company ethos. I think, yeah, as a company, they're certainly doing all the right things. They, you know, as a business, they seem to sort of turn business on, on its head. And as you said, you know, the kind of ideas of reducing consumption rather than growing consumption is something that it, it kind of goes against the grain. But you know, they are incredibly successful company um, that many people want to work for and with and it's kind of interesting that role of you know sort of vice president of environmental activism is kind of an unusual job um, and I think if most organizations had a similar role which is how to make sure that people really care about 
the environment and you know, integrate it effectively so that people care about it within the organization's products or services, then we'd probably be in a far better position than we are um, at the moment. Um, but yeah, I certainly suggest anybody out there to, to do some research on Patagonia and the great work they're doing. Uh, it's probably one of the leaders out there, really. Um, so yeah, sounds like a good job. Um, and yeah, it would be great if you could get the opportunity to pod, you know, do a podcast with her. I'd love to hear it. So uh, maybe keep chipping away at that one, uh, Ryan. So uh, yeah, it'd be good to listen to. So Ryan, it's been great talking with you. Um, and it seems that you're doing all the right things to get your sustainability career onto the next steps of the ladder. Uh, what I'd suggest is basically keep building on your experience, showcase your character as somebody who can really get things done and delivered particularly through the collaborations that you, you've done with us. Um, you know, I really don't think that your ideal job is too far away. I think that, you know, from what you've talked about today, that you're, you know, you're certainly doing the right things. You're, you know, sort of, you know, to just get yourself noticed. I think that's that's the key thing. So certainly wish you, you know, bags and bags of luck. Um, and yeah, it'd be great to see more students and graduates like you coming forward, volunteering, and sort of, but for us to help, um, you know, move people's careers forward. So uh, yeah, thanks, Ryan. And if you'd like uh, more information about sustainability at Greenwich, uh, for, and including opportunities to develop skills and knowledge, then visit our website at www.gre.ac.uk forward slash sustain and follow the links from it. There's loads of information about volunteering opportunities, uh, jobs and so on. So uh, please get in touch. Many thanks. Bye bye.